welcome to the Midweek War Stories. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. well that's nice. That's nice. How are what you? What the? <laughs> oh, snap. Is that what? a thing yet? It, no, not yet. So the Midweek. Later in the year. Super Bowl. I don't know when it started. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the, welcome to the midweek. We're going to be talking about one SmackDown and one Thunder. What was a war for about a week. Guys, we're going to mark out no sell here for uh, Judgment Day. It's coming. It's coming. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the Hello Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Yep. Yep, and what's up to the ch ch chosen one, Mike Wibble? Pip, pip, cheerio. You got screwed on Monday. Uh, it's normal. <laughs> you stood at this point, huh? Yeah. You've given up? Just give up now? Right. Let's go to Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette. But is Corporal, uh, is Lieutenant Lo uh, Corporal Cajun going to be the baby face of the night here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lafayette. That or Goldberg struck. We'll find out. God damn it. We're going to go to May 17th of the year 2000. Commentary team is one Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and Bobby. Still wish he wasn't here. Heenan. Damn, dude. We're six days away from a year. Mm-hmm. Fucking Christ. We're going to recap of Nitro. Vampiro Sting's cage match. Goldberg's monster trunk uh, running wild. Horace turning on his un uncle, Hogan. Russo invading the Flair's house. Ric Flair winning their heavyweight championship. The 15-time champion. And Horace, Mr. Steer Your Girl, apparently. Mr. Steer Your Girl. And Bischoff making Shane Douglas. Flip your chick. In charge of, of Thunder tonight. Does Horace have a hoe train now? There's one. He's got that Hogan dick. To flip uh, your chick. Did you watch this on the network, Corey? Oh hell no. Okay, is there was there audio or because to me it seemed like piped in music. For what is this part? For the for the re the recap. Was there was there, there was audio. Was there like commentary and voice? yeah? Okay, yeah. for us we didn't got none of that. So you must have had some really bad piped in music. It was I was like days of our lives piped in music. No. I had the same type of music, but there was audio. There was people talking. Like sands through an hour. We class. had no, we had no, days of our lives. no audio during this. Well, don't worry. The new blood shows up in their school bus. Yeah, in their fucking school bus. In their short bus. Yeah. That actually checks out. Conan and Douglas get into it, and a brawl breaks out between the new blood. I like how, who does Conan think he is? Nobody told me you were going to be in charge. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Why the fuck would you be in charge either, you dumbass? He just punches You're lucky Douglas we let you face. back. Jeez. Didn't you try to leave us? Fucking Christ. The only reason you're here is because fucking Jim Ross doesn't know who the fuck K-Dog is. Who's K-Dog? Conan? <laughs> so they Bruce get into Pritchard. it. New Blood gets into it until the Millionaire's Club and the Misfits and Action show up. We have an all-out brawl here. Of course we do. And then at one point, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Brian Adams and Hulk Hogan almost fight each other because they're just... They're just whose fucking side they're yeah. on. They're like, like, just like a, it's like a rush hour bit. Yeah. Trying to punch each other. Yep. And then uh, Hogan finds a fanny pack and takes the keys inside, and the commentary believes that's the keys to the magic school bus. Right on the magic school bus. So we get all that chaos, and then we get the, a Millionaire's Club uh, promo as 
Hogan says that he has the keys to the bus, and there, he has the keys to the show because they're running the show tonight. Then the new blood, then the new blood comes out, and Douglas says there's no chance in hell that they're running the show. Ooh, can't whoa, use that. whoa, whoa! Uh, Hogan says that Kidman has been talking about how he beat Hogan at Slamboree. Hogan then says, "Check the record books, brother." I didn't wrong. lay down for nobody. He's, he's not wrong. Hogan then challenges Kidman to a match at the uh, the Great American Bash, and if Hogan wins, he gets a title shot up title shot at Bash at the Beach. Well. I guess he wins. Um, so that's the third straight pay-per-view with Hogan and Kidman? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Hogan says that he'll be taking on his uh, nephew, Horace, tonight, and he's going to kick his little ass. Jeff Jarrett's like, hey, who gives a fuck about any, any of that? Nothing's <laughs> going to happen until he gets his t- stolen property back, his title. You're damn right. Flair then all of a sudden shows up from behind and tries sneaks attacks Jarrett, but the other nine members of the new blood <laughs> doesn't attack him. Flair's a little rambunctious. Then we get an all-out brawl again on stage. Just like, come on, really? And then we go backstage with uh, new blood, what they're going to be doing. Conan's blaming Douglas for what just happened. He's trying to score brownie points. Then the filthy animals just leave, and they go to the ring. Um... Filthy Animal calls out the uh, mis- misfits in action, and we have an eight-man tag here. And what the fuck was that terrible piped-in music for the fucking Filthy Animals? What the shit was that? I don't know. And I watched the original it version. It was like so. some weird-ass just pop music. Yeah. It was bad. It was probably a three-count less hit. It sounded like it, honestly. It sounded like a three-count song. Speaking of which, what the fuck is three-count? That's a good question. Ever since this new redo, they've been... MIA. Yeah, them and the Young Dragons probably. I was like getting into their stupid uh, fucking song. Young Dragons must and Three be, Count are gone. Must be exclusively on Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Eight man tag here, back and forth. Sean Stasiak comes out to DDT Chavo on the ramp and then tosses hey, him back. Hey! Oh, Lieutenant Loco. And then tosses him back and in sir, the ring. First of all, first of all, respect, the perfect one. Respect the gimmick change. I mean, change, come bro. on. Which, for who? All of them? Both yes. of them. Okay. The multiple gimmick You're changes. You're the host, sir. All You're right. a broadcast <laughs> journalist. All right, hang on. Let me, let you me. are the Jeff Mack of this podcast. The better Mack. Oh, what was that? What the right fuck here. does that mean? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm honestly not surprised. Damn. Huh. I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of my entire <laughs> life anyway. I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sitting yeah, right oh. here. Hey, oh. The perfect one, Sean Stasiak comes out and DDT's <laughs> Lieutenant Loco on the ramp and then tosses him back into the ring. Thank you. The match you becomes a brawl mark. until Booker <laughs> T comes out and makes a save as then Lieutenant Loco needs mouth-to-mouth by one major guns. Yep. <laughs> I got nothing for this. This is fucking stupid. I, I, watching this, I got the most uncomfortable thought in my head. I swear to God. I was like, is there an army rank that starts with the letter N? Because um, I can only I guess so. what Russo would have called Booker T. Uh-oh. Does it rhyme with that promo he did with Hogan? <laughs> yes. Yikes. Uh, we <laughs> That's go the back. first Jeez. thing I thought. I'm like, oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> we go backstage and we see the Millionaire's Club celebrating for what they just saw. Then DDP says they have to go take, he has something to go take care of. 
Backstage, we see Gene with Booker T with MIA, and Booker T says it's the time for an all-out war with Bischoff. Well, since uh, he ain't made a bidding, let's there go to... not, sir. Thank God. Thank you. Let's go to our next match, as it's going to be one Hulk Hogan versus Horace with Tori. Hogan says since his dead brother died, he would look after Horace, and, and if Horace had some problems, he wouldn't do anything about it. But tonight he's going to kick his ass. Since his dead brother died. Yeah. <laughs> brother. There is a brigadier. Oh, my God. Which could have been rough. Yeah, yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> have been rough. Brigadier Booker. <laughs> we, cut back st- we cut backstage to Kidman and Horace shoving each other, and Horace uh, takes Tori to the ring. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold the fuck on. There's something just called a group captain. <laughs> Come on, man. That's some jobber-ass shit. I'm your group captain here. So that's in between pilot officer and wing commander. You could be a group captain. I want to be the group captain on the love boat. What do you leave? (laughs) Kickball on Saturday? What the fuck is that? Group captain. I want to be groupie commander. Groupie captain. Who wants to be head groupie? Oh, my God. Come talk to the groupie captain. Group captain. Oh my I'm god! Your, I'm your group captain. Thank you for flying with us. Uh, I'm your group captain, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Who wants to give me head up back there, Lieutenant? Dan. Can't sit here. Dick's taken. <laughs> Dick's taken. Jesus. Uh, Horace whips. Hor- uh, Hor- Hogan whips Horace with the belt. Hogan. Uh, here, let me put it this way. Hulk puts uh, Horace on the top rope. Tori gets on the apron to distract Hulk so Horace can get the advantage. Horace hugs uh, Tori, and then Kidman, like, without a blink of the eye, Kidman's fucking in the ring attacking uh, Horace. Like, he hugs her, and then, like, boom! He's already (laughs) at the rock, like, he fucking flew. Kidman, Kidman with them Randy Savage tendencies all of a sudden. <laughs> Kidman thought he saw a uh, fucking Midian. Yeah. He's here. Hopped out of that goddamn yeah, fucking here. <laughs> um, but, but creative doesn't work for Hogan here. Nope. If, if we're going to suggest that hot-ass Tori Wilson might have fucked my nephew, I'm just going to stick my tongue down her throat and have her fall for the holster, brother. Oh, you know, just more of that old terrible A sexual assault. So, But is it sexual assault if the woman liked it afterwards? Yes. Because they made her sell like that was an orgasm. Yep. Just from a kiss. So ho- first Hogan hits Horace with the chair. and then He must hit- have two tongues. Hogan hip-tosses Kidman. He hip tosses Kidman over the top rope through a table. table. Which I didn't it, even know it was built. Same. I heard it break. I was like, oh, there's a table. <laughs> there's a table. Hogan then, th- Hulk Hogan threatens to punch Tori and then lays one on her by kissing her. I have a better idea. Her. I'm going to sexually assault her. <laughs> it's a fuck, man. I'd rather be hit. I'd rather, I'd be, rather hit. be hit. <laughs> then we cut backstage to one Luger asking someone, where's the gym at? And then he just drives off. And Tony's like. It's a weird time to go work out, but all right. <laughs> but we go off-site to Chuck Palumbo working out at a gym until Luger shows up as Luger. <laughs> hey, man, one more lift. One more time. One more time. And then Luger beats the crap out of him. Or is my phone, uh, there's the note right there. What does my phone say happened in that segment? <laughs> yeah, read that as it's written. Liger beats UO Stasiak. <laughs> Checks out. I was like, none of that happened. <laughs> Jushin right. Liger went Jushin. to the fucking gym, found Stasiak, and beat the fuck out of him because he's offended he's a wrestler. 
Jushin Thunder Luger here attacking <laughs> Palumbo. Tosses him in a dirty clothes machine hamper. on Luger. Yeah. I don't know which one's more offensive. Jushin Thunder Luger or the sheet on Luger. I don't know. Look at that. He wears a suit. <laughs> but when it's Luger in the Jushin Luger suit, there's a hole for the, the abs. abs. The abs are cut out. Yeah. Like, so was, was, Giant, like, was Giant Gonzalez sheet up? Yep. <laughs> And when it when it is Liger, he does have the giant Gonzalez abs. Oh my god! As what we would call Luger's outfit, <sighs> the slutty Liger. <laughs> yeah, the slutty Liger. That's the best. Uh, Palumbo, Palumbo gets thrown into a dirty hamper. Palumbo, I like that better. Palumbo. Then uh, Luger, sexy Jushin Thunder Luger pours a drink protein on all protein. Over. Yeah, he shot his protein, protein all over Stasiak. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yep. Look at that sheen. That's a violent way to end a workout session. We we go outside to see smile, Norman smiling. Ralph is selling F U M B shirts. <laughs> now they're bootlegging. Now Ralph is like, you know, this is this is not safe to sell. These are illegal. And he's like, hey man, we need to make money. So how are we going to do it? Then uh, we get a promo by Would you one F U N B shirt. No, no, no. How about a sweet, sweet vest? <laughs> Maybe the vest. No, uh, Terry Funk. We get a promo from him. Tony thinks he's the cruiserweight champion. Because he puts that. Because Tony's Why drunk. He's he's done. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Funk doesn't want to wait a month to face the cat, so he challenges the cat to a match tonight. Why was he waiting a month? The probably it's in like two weeks. Probably the second pay per view. Uh, cat comes out and he says he's too pretty to wrestle, but he will. I challenge you at Halloween Havoc, bitch. Funk walks up. We start a brawl. We have a brawl. They fight to the backstage. <laughs> Funk hits Cat with multiple trash cans and a real one. Uh, cat slips on that. Cat drops a cage door, uh, the garage door on Funk. They battle to the outside. Funk uh, throws poles at him. They fight near the Smiley's and Ralph's uh, uh, illegal uh, T-shirt stand, and then they throw him through it. Um, they fight on the top of the car or Smiley's car. T- cat tosses Funk off it. Funk pins the cat in the trunk of the car. I have exclusive. Uh Info on what happened at the end of that. Uh, they all got freaked because they could hear sirens in the in the, uh, in the background. And as Mike knows, uh, bootlegging east of the Mississippi is legal. Yeah. So uh, Sheriff Buford T. Justice was on the way, yeah. and they got all kinds of fucking figured out. And they couldn't, you know, the snowman's not there, so they shut up shop, finished the fight, tried to go on their merry way. Yeah. That's what happened. Or hear me out. I'm sticking with it. Or hear me out. Yeah. Goldbrick's monster truck showed up. It better not, because Buford D. Justice will be there. You can think and about it. That's not road legal. Don't do it. Right? That's damn right. Not you stay, you stay for the game? <laughs> you stay. I'm going fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Big East Lilliness. The horse sound he makes. That's Ralph and Norman. <laughs> well, don't worry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Big East Lilliness. Well, don't worry, boys. Mike Awesome shown bringing stretchers to the ring, as then we see someone showing up to arrest one Norman Smiley and Ralphus. Rude. Rude. Yeah, go ahead and put the... So is this where uh, he just yeets the fucking stretcher off the ramp? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Stay over it. Yep. So our next match is an ambulance match between Mike Awesome and Scott Steiner. Oh, God. That sounds... Bad for Mike Awesome. It's like well, an invitation for Scott Steiner. Well, before the match, Awesome says that he crippled Canyon's ass and he's going to do the same to DDP at the Great American Bash. Jesus. Awesome makes an open challenge, and this one Scott comes out. 
Steiner says that he's he's not part of the New Blood or the Millionaires Club. Um, he's just here for his freaks. Fair. I mean, yep. He's he says that he's going to take this match and wants Awesome to tell Russo that he kicked his ass on Thunder. <laughs> so Steiner squashes Awesome. Steiner hit, uh, has Awesome in the Steiner recliner until Goldberg's music hit, and here comes Stank Abbott gets the full entrance. <laughs> Steiner Stank Flabbit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Braun Breaker's dad, Stank Abbott, and Mike Awesome triple team Steiner until Goldberg's monster truck shows up into the arena. Scott throws Stank. There's a wall there. Yeah. God damn it. Nope, he breaks those walls down. No wonder, they lost, no wonder they lost $200 million that year. Scott throws Stank and Braun Breaker's dad on the monster truck, and then the monster truck backs away. <laughs> That's how you get rid of two. And then uh, Steiner turns around and Mike Awesome's driving the ambulance away. Explain to me how they weren't building this entire company around Scott Steiner at this point. Right. They just he just beat the fuck out of three well two people and one dude willingly lost the match to leave. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah, well, I'll get in the ambulance. You, I'll drive myself to the hospital. Don't worry do, about it. How do you guys feel the fact that he had help from a monster truck? So I didn't so, need it. So hear me out. Hear me out. Great American Bash. Stink Abbott, Braun Breaker's dad, Mike Awesome, versus Scott, Scott Steiner, Steiner and Goldberg's truck. truck. Handicap match. I mean, book it. I mean, they need more people on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, a, not a fair fight yet. Not a fair fight? No, no. Okay. You had them filthy animals. Okay. See, Scott Hall come back. Yeah. Uh, Where's see- Big Al? <laughs> Have a make-up with, with Stink. <laughs> Jesus. Big He's got a knife. No, that's that's, that's Sal Sal Tom. You know what? That's an easy way to to check off another one of them special main events for the demon. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, no, that's a GCW, sir. <laughs> or Impact, Impact, whatever the fuck he was. Impact. Uh, we see the new di- new blood. Which still? demon was it? Exactly. It was the real one. It was Torborg. Yeah. It wasn't all uh, yesterday's bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, be tough to be him. Unless he came back from the grave, it is the Halloween season. Uh, new uh, new buds too, or continue to argue with each other backstage. Then we get a, a promo from one Mike Tenay with Canyon. They're at the hospital in Kansas still. Uh, Canyon has had uh, he had a severe damage to the spine. Canyon says that he's that he's weak. It's hard for him to breathe, and he's always tired. Uh, Canyon really hasn't thought about wrestling anymore. He's thirty, and he has his whole life to think about but he still mm. wants to oh, wrestle that hurt a little bit listen to that today asked why a canyon went out there and canyon says that he was going to go out there but he was tired from his match earlier in the night from awesome canyon felt bad for ddp when arquette turned on him canyon felt like he owed him one they show the footage of awesome yeeting canyon <laughs> off the cage again canyon gives credit for ddp helping him get uh helping him get into the wrestling business for me, this whole promo is just Canyon putting over DDP. Yeah, that checks out. In all fairness, DDP probably wrote it. Yeah. He's Can- standing behind the camera. That, He's uh, the cameraman. Reading it. With a gun in his hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> DDP is the best wrestler of all time. He is I often dream champion. about touching his dick. But like, it's just Canyon. Kimberly's hotter than Liz. Canyon putting over DDP and then trying to put over DD, uh, DDP's personal stuff to be like, I'm here to help him. He's going through a divorce. He does yoga, and he's got a huge package. Yeah, one uh, of those is true. 
Uh, we're gonna f- we go back we go back to the arena. We go backstage with New Blood, still yelling at each other until one gets a phone call, and the person on the phone wants Douglas in the three way with Chronic. Whoa, whoa! I'm feeling kinky. Put the franchise in a three way. Uh, Douglas tells the phone to kiss his ass and tells the new blood to go lock the door. And the new blood's like, "No, that's your problem, bro. We out." <laughs> so they all leave him. Um, but then we find out that moments ago, the person on the phone was actually a member from Chronic. Like you They're booking tell. matches now. Yep, they barge in his Listen here, bitch. <laughs> they barge in his room and drag him uh, to the ring. So our next match is Chronic, Chronic versus Shane Douglas. Damn. Squash match here. I uh, would fucking hope. Fuck Clark is happening. Here. hits the meltdown. Adams hits his F5. They double clothesline Douglas to the outside. Douglas gets the belts and walks walk away until the wall comes out and uh, hits Douglas with the table that he brings out. The wall then chokes slams Douglas through a table. Wall throws uh, Douglas back into the ring for Kronk to hit high times for the win. Cool. Hey, hey, come on. It was a five-minute beatdown of Shane Douglas. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Hey, Ric Flair's headed to the ring. We get a promo from Ric Flair. Ric Flair says, uh, Flair didn't think what would happen last night. Dot, dot, dot. Oops. Monday night. <laughs> uh, Flair beat a uh, great champion, Jeff Jarrett. Flair got lucky. Flair says he has family business, and, uh, and Vince Russo's brainwashing his son. Vince uh, Flair gives his thoughts on one Russo. He's a scared, skinny Italian from New York. Flair gives the story of Russo dad telling Vince that uh, oh, if he God. wants to be a wrestler, he needs to be like Bruno. Flair says Russo saw WCW taping, saw the person that he wanted to be, and that one person was one, Ric Flair. Russo dad then said that Russo can't be Flair because he has no muscle, muscles, no limos, and no girls. Radio, uh, Russo... Uh, just comes into WCW with a big checkbook. Russo can't control Sting, Luger, Hogan, and him. Forgets about EDP, by the way. Just awesome for me. I don't think he forgot about EDP. It's fair. Mm. The two of them... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't yeah, always get along. Vince, uh, Flair says Rus- Vince Russo is trying to live his life through David. Jeff Jarrett comes out. They brawl until Crowbar and David come out to triple team him. Then the horseman music hits. Arn Anderson comes out with a pipe, where it turns out to just be a piece of wood, and chases them all off. Arn talks about whipping. If David was his son, he'd be whooping his ass. Arn says uh, David's not. Hey, shoot him. Yeah, maybe Glock. Uh, Arn says David's not a man until he starts acting like a man. David needs to ditch Russo. It's no coincidence that Arn spelled backwards is NRA. Uh, Arn says. Uh, <laughs> That it would be him and Flair in 10 <laughs> minutes taking on Jarrett. So I guess we have a tag uh, match. I guess. Yeah. Oh, damn we get a backstage segment with Emo Vampiro burning a sting mask. <laughs> you can hear the cure play in the background. Friday, I'm in love. So we get a promo. into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> uh, we uh, get a promo from Sting. Sting says that he's walked the walk, talked the talk for the past 10 years. Uh, he says that uh, he's about to snap as he calls out Vampiro. Because he's one step closer to the ledge. So he's about I'm to about break. Vampiro says, last night you had me handcuffed. <laughs> uh, Vampiro says, last night you had me handcuffed. This is no cell karaoke, folks. On the cage, and Singh didn't finish the job. Oh, that's sad. 
Uh, Vampiro says if a stipulation was flipped, uh, a handy job. If the situation was flipped, people would be picking up pieces of Sting right now. I thought this was a circle, Jizzerk. Vampiro challenges Sting to an Inferno match at the Great American Bash. Sting says, like, no, we good here. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Then the ring ropes <laughs> slightly <laughs> sit like, on fire. Yeah, Sting was like, listen up, bonehead. We're not doing that nonsense. And then the <laughs> dim light, dim like, eh. Shivani's like, that match has never happened before. Like, eh, okay. and unfortunately, it's gonna happen now. But and I and I just love this. I just love Sting's reaction to the flames of the ropes being on fire. He's just like, I guess I can just walk out now. <laughs> and like he just walks out. He doesn't. He tries to make he sure he no sells the fire. He no sells it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could swerve me, but I feel like I know who wins the match. You know. No. No. Just wait. Okay. Uh, Douglas and Jared are seen backstage freaking out. So Ric Flair and Anderson, Anderson come down to the ring. David's music hits, uh, but stops. Then Flair's music hits. Uh, we cut backstage with Crowbar and David attacking Arn. Uh, Flair and Arn fight. Uh, get to the ramp. Um, Flair fights uh, on the ramp. They triple team Flair until Kevin Nash comes out. Flair pins Daphne during the entrance of Nash. Uh, Jarrett hits Nash with a chair while Ricks has Daphne in the figure four. Is that why Flair's the Cruiserweight champion? Yes. yes. All right. Two belts, Rick. Two belt, Rick. Nash gets right up, uh, gets right up from the chair shot and chases Ricky two belts. Jarrett to the back. Robinson has to help Rick to the back as it looks like he's really hurt. In commentary saying that it took a toll on his mental. Yeah, I didn't think he was like selling injured. I think he was selling like mental. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we see backstage Douglas won- uh, <laughs> Douglas waiting for Jeff Jarrett to get to the bus. As um, the, then the uh, millionaires millionaires club shows up to the bus. No, so hold on before that fucking Candido runs Candido out. Candido run. on. Yeah. like nah, fuck you. Yeah, I was just fucked up. I have in my note Candido late to the party. Dumbass. As Candido is late to the party, new blood doesn't Hogan have the keys? Theoretically. Theor- yeah. Uh, even, though the, even though the bus starts, but, you know, sure. Creative Can't. works for me, really. So, But the thing is, the camera stays on the bus until nothing, and then they pan over, and you see the Millionaire's Club coming with Candido to the side. <laughs> and it's just like, what's happening? Nash shows up, Millionaire's Club, Misfits in action. Then they tips the bus over, and by God, here comes Goldberg's monster truck. Fucking gunning it, and dude. And then we cut to black. God damn it. This fucking truck, dude. I swear to God. It's like the South Park episode with the fucking car with the old people in the country kitchen buffet just in the bedroom yep. at some point. <laughs> Are we here? God damn it, no. It's the country kitchen buffet. No, it's not. Get out of here. I just love that part just in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Thunder. Shane Douglas in charge. Corey? It was, it was, How was a, that? It was a thing. Corey? So best show ever? It wasn't. I didn't think it was terrible, terrible again. It was kind of like Nitro. It was worse than Nitro. Yeah. But kind of like Nitro. It wasn't great, but it wasn't Bananas. terrible. It was crazy. <coughs> crazy with the Goldberg truck. God damn it. Um, let's move on to... Yeah, I'm waiting for him to move on to SmackDown here. Let's move to SmackDown. Will you? May 18th. 
year 2000. We're in Detroit. Just Detroit. We're not Detroit. Commentary team was Detroit one. Detroit rocks in here. One Michael Cole. Uh, let's see. We had some Halloween Havoc 95 in Detroit. Yeah, the pretty, Joe. Pretty big deal. Old uh, big guy from Noise W took a fall off the building. Yep. That's uh, many three. That's important. Yeah. The Pontiac Silverdome. Superdome. So commentary team is one Michael Cole. Mike. And Jerry Lawler. We get, our, we get our McMahon Helmsley regime promo right away. Hold on. But before that, before the program even starts, so I want to bring this up because I wanted to have a little discussion with you guys first. Nine inches. There it is. I can take it. As they were walking down to the ring, mm-hmm. JR, or not JR, uh, King says this is the most important title match in the history of WWF. Hey, no. What do you think is? My Whoa. initial thought was WrestleMania 3. I still think it's WrestleMania 3 because everything that's been built since... I mean, since, like, so to that, not since oh, then, but still to this point. To that point? To 2000. Is it WrestleMania 3? Oh, it's easily 3? WrestleMania 3 to me. Could it be... Because uh, everything was built on it. Could it be Screwjob? Because no. of the... Oh, I think WrestleMania 3 is more if? important. You don't get the Screwjob if you don't have WrestleMania 3. That's true. Like, it's an important match for sure, but... Oh, yeah, it's on yeah. the list. But it all goes back to that match. That mm-hmm. match... Um, what if Andre went in for work for himself? Yeah, what if Andre decided he was going to put Hogan over? Weird that he did, what but if, no, didn't what pass if, that on. What if 30,000-pound Andre, seconds away from death, didn't graciously uh, work light as a feather and let Hogan body slam him, uh, which actually broke the Silver Dome in half? Um, that's to hear Hogan tell the story. Brother. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I, was, I, I thought maybe WrestleMania 3, but... You fucking mugs... <laughs> mm. uh, Stephanie brings up Chris Jericho right away. She makes a match tonight for Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit. You don't say. Three days before they wrestle a favorite. Okay, sure. cool. No, I'm sorry. Hang on. Joe doesn't know what the fuck he's looking at. Here. Well, he only watched half the show. I only watched half the show, guys. Come on. You well, know? this is like the first 10 minutes. He watched the second half of the show. What do you do, like, fast forward to the halfway mark? He watched the second half of the show. He didn't see the No, I'm verifying this. Because I, I, for some reason, I knew it was Chris Benoit, but I forgot to write down. I watched from 2635 uh, to 101.50. It's because I wrote Chris Jericho taking on Chris Jericho. And Chris, it's going to be Chris Jericho taking on could. Chris Benoit and Hardcore Holly. But Chris Jericho can have his partner of his own choice. He gets to pick his own partner. Uh, it's not who I thought it was. So i got to be honest. The Same guy here. I was like, well, I know who it is. I didn't. Did I was wrong. <laughs> Shane brings up Big Show. Shane says that he's not 100%. Where, which way did he go? Which way did but he go? But Simba will honor his match at Judgment Simba. Day. So they, she shows the footage of him getting thrown into the sign. Long live the king. Shane says that he's going to rip up, rip Big Show's heart at Judgment Day. But then he's like, you know what? Screw Judgment Day. Let's have the match tonight. A lot of that going around. See, yeah. Triple H brings up, uh, shows oh, the footage. by the paper chair. Yeah, right. Triple H shows the footage of Raw, of him getting rock bottom through a table. Uh, Triple H then says, if there's a tie at the end of the match, Rock remain champion. There is no overtime. Why is there overtime in the first one, but not in this one? I actually like that they said that. Yeah? Yeah. I've, I've always thought the overtime thing was stupid in the first match. Well... <clears throat> Well, I didn't like it. The, op- the in the in the original match, it was it was the most important part of the story. Is the fact that Gorilla Monsoon when making the match before he got hurt, 
said that one way or another there will be a definitive winner. And then people forgot that when Piper took over and Gorilla was hurt. And then when he comes back that night, people, it's a, it's a, they did it that way on purpose. So one, to protect Brett, to give it out to the champ for losing. Um, but yeah. Mm. And the champ was supposed to be like, well, I just went 60. And then they were supposed to, I think, play up more that Gorilla originally said, look, there will be a winner. But they didn't. But they never went back to it. Well, because they wanted, well, Vince wanted to do the work shoot. And I mean, that whole shit between Brett and Sean, you can blame 90% of it on Vince. He fed yeah, both of them. For sure. He's like, yeah, I want this. He stoked that fire. He nudged each of them. Hey, push in the he, right direction. He, Vince worked himself into his shoe and he got to a point where he couldn't control it anymore. Yep. He fucked himself over and he had to make a. I think the right decision, but he made, he made the right decision you know, for his business overall. It, History has proved it. There was no, I don't know. There was no. I guess there was no right or wrong. I don't know. I just think it's the right decision. I think he made the, like. There was no right and wrong. In everybody was wrong. Everybody was right. It was just. I think history proves it was. I think so too. The right thing. I think I would honestly like it. Is you know events being what happened. You know, I think I would have. But I think the, that Iron match would have stood up better if they had had that rematch at 97. They were supposed to. Brett so Brett got the win back. That didn't happen, obviously. So, it, you know, we're just kind of left with that one match and that weird ending. Mm. Uh, Triple H does say at the end of the... Uh, at, here, bleh. Triple H does say at Judgment Day, he will be winning the title back. I hope so. He's like, well, Rock's going to beat me. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to win. So, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, our booking meeting said Rock's going to win today. So yeah. Booking committee. Watch, I guess. Uh, Vince says the only way Rock can make it out of Judgment Day is if he, uh, with the titles if he makes a deal with the devil. But the devil is a little busy. I actually like that line. I thought it was a good line. Vince th- says, though, guys, there will be a uh, WWF history tonight in this very ring. Vince makes a lumberjack handicap tables match tonight. That it, it will be the Rock taking on the Dudley Boys. Cool. We go backstage. Once again, this is another 20-minute promo here. Uh, we go backstage with Crash Holly entering the APA office. <laughs> APA wants an, a uh, Crash wants help from the APA. He just wants a nap. So he will pay them to let him sleep for about one hour. It's fantastic. Like, I it's, like that. It's really good. Yeah. I like that. It's like, all right, fine. You can sleep in the corner. <laughs> it's really funny. So let's go to our first match of the night as it is Scotty Tuhati versus Kurt Angle. Uh, before the match, Angle talks about how he knows every single move, every single wrestling <laughs> move, but he says he's found one of the most insulting moves in the wrestling business that's not the stink face, the worm. If Angle used the worm in the Olympic Games, the USA would probably finish last or behind Guam. <laughs> he said, Somewhere Jeff Cobb's like, motherfucker. You, would, you wouldn't have... American hero to cheer, you would have to cheer for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Damn! Uh, Scotty. 2000. Not a good team. No. They were fucking brutal, uh, dude. I love the fact that like, Scotty punches Angle and then he does the Angle celebration. Like, woo! <laughs> like, you mock him like mid first beginning of the match. Remember it was like 2003? They had a run. The, the Tigers had three pitchers that lost 20 games, dude. Yeah. They were fucking, including Scherzer was one of them. They were fucking terrible. That's why 2006 was such a what? <laughs> they had that run, yeah. Yeah, like Scherzer, Verlander, and uh, Fister maybe? Lost yeah. 20 games. 
That shit's nuts. Now, flip it like 20 years, yeah. Uh, um, damn. Scotty hits the worm. Scotty jumps on the back of the of angle and goes for the roll-up, but angle rolls him up for the win. Uh, backstage, we see Crash still passed out as the APA is playing cards. Crash is snoring, and this is annoying APA. <laughs> Then we get a promo from China saying the triple threat match at Judgment Day between Dean, Malenko, Saturn, and Eddie will not be happening. So tonight, this upcoming match, the winner will be taking on Eddie Guerrero. China does the ring entrance for both. Uh, coming up first, Saturn, the guy that looks one way and the other eye goes the other direction. He's like, he's something like you could hunt like deer and like elk at the same time. Yeah. And I was like. Jesus. And then as Dean Malenko comes out, Mr. Personality. <laughs> Damn. Uh, then Ed, she uh, introduces Eddie as the special guest referee. And this is when commentary brings up the rumors on WWF.com that HBK is jealous of both Triple H and The Rock's growth in the WWF. Mm, Got to stir that pot for Sunday. It's never a good sign to me when the whole thing is based around the ref? Is the ref going to screw either one of them? Yeah. Really, really much look forward to that match. That's why I tune into boxing. Like, hey, is this ref going to get in the way yeah, and really this fuck this fight blow? up? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Is this ref going to blow blow Mayweather and cost him his son Is Jay yeah. Nady refing this match? Because that's what I hope for every yep. day. What's this? Conor McGregor special guest ref for this match? Okay, cool. Don't put that in the E-threat. Fuck it, Eddie. Don't do that shit. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, during the Bloody match, punch. Eddie Eddie makes a count, but then he hurts his hand. He has to get it checked on by China. Oh, the old Nick Patrick spot. Yep. Um, Ed, Saturn shoves Eddie as they're trying to break it up. Eddie shoves him back. Malenko hits Saturn with the European title in front of Eddie. Malenko tells Eddie to make the count. Eddie hits Malenko with the belt. Ring bells. The uh, China announces that the match is a draw, and the match triple threat match is back on as commentary plays it off. That and it's just Eddie and China still trying to split apart Malenko and Saturn. I hated this entire segment. This was dumb. It's not there, good. There was no need for that. If nope. you're just gonna have the match in there, what the fuck is the point? Right, I agree. God, this is stupid. Let's go to our next match as it's Christian versus Grandmaster Sexy. I'm into this, by the way. No, I was thinking earlier, I was like, I wouldn't mind an Angle versus Grandmaster Sexy match. And I really don't mind a Christian versus Grandmaster no. Sexy match. Yeah, this is, I'm all for this one. Christian sneaks attack Grandmaster in his entrance. Grandmaster misses a corner body uh, splash and backs into a reverse DDT. Grandmaster with the second turnbuckle bulldog. Then he hits a sit-down powerbomb. Goes to the top rope to, do the, to the, do the leg drop, but Christian tosses him off. Uh, Christian goes for a roll-up, but Grandmaster rolls through it and holds his tight and upsets Christian for the win. Is it an upset? By this point, yeah. yeah I think, think so. so. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I, to me, I think Grandmaster is higher on the card than Christian singly. He is at this point. He's better. But the way they're using them That's is, I mean, they're basically built as Rikishi's sidekicks and comedy guys. Whereas everyone's at least the tag champ. Yeah. But, but at, at this point in time, Sexy is the better worker. May not last for much longer. The better worker? Yeah. For the Christian? Christian? May not last for much longer. Because Christian, I mean. That's interesting. Edge and Christian are really good still. But they're still coming up. Two years. I mean, really, he's been a pro three years. Three and a half, maybe. Ed. Whereas Brian Christopher's been working since like 91. Right. And, against, all, and against 
I mean, the, the Memphis territory may have been down in money, but when you're wrestling Lawler and Tommy Rich and Bill Dundee and Randy Savage, Jeff Jarrett, those are talented guys, and you're, you're sharing the ring with them and learning all that shit. Um, but yeah, but I would say by the end of the summer, because uh, Christian really comes along. Edge was always the blue chipper, but to me, Christian, by the end of 2000, he is so much better. That's fair. Just because he got more reps. Yeah. How much stuff do we, how much, even though he debuted in October 98, how much do we actually see him on TV in 99 up until like August when they put him together as a team? Not a bunch. Yeah. I heard the, the occasional brood six man, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But now he's getting the reps every week being pushed. Mm. Makes all the difference in the world. Uh, we go backstage and we see Crash still sleeping. However, a <laughs> someone enters the uh, office and notices Crash sleeping, and that would be one Godfather's hoe, as she <laughs> is the former hardcore champion, and she <laughs> wants to pin Crash. However, Bradshaw stops her. I hated this. Yeah. 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 Stupidest reason. Okay, because the entire thing is stupid. So I understand that. Yeah. But he has different hoes in every city. But this one. Now all of a sudden, this one's traveling with him to Detroit. Maybe she, took, maybe she just did her own to time. Be, hey, I mean, every pimp has their main hoe. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's true. But that's the only reason I hate it. I was like, mm, I, I, she'd I, still be included. I, I will not Maybe lie. she didn't come with the Godfather. That's, I mean, maybe you she know just came afterwards yeah. to, get, to get that belt back. She had a thirst for the belt. I will not lie. I did pop for this again. She's like, I'm the Godfather's you know hell. I'm like, God damn it. We're continuing she, this. She likes Goldie. Yep. Can't argue that. Then we go ringside as Val Venus comes out. Val Venus says he wasn't scheduled to be here. Or they say that he wasn't scheduled to be here. Val says that he's been doing nothing for the past two months because some certain regime would say like, well, we don't have anything for you this week. I mean, why would they? You are Val Venus. Then Val Venus then says, you know what? I'm going to make my own uh, move, so I'm going to challenge the Intercontinental Champion after Judgment Day on Raw. Okay. Then Chris Benoit comes out. Benoit accepts the challenge and says, let's just do this tonight. <laughs> Why wait? Right, right. Jericho comes Why out. wait for your job or ass? Says, Val, uh, <laughs> don't worry, Val, you'll be taking me on on Monday. Uh, Hardcore Holly comes out, and Holly says it's, uh, it should be him challenging for the title, not Val. And then Jericho's like, well, I guess I have a tag match with you two. Well, I'm picking you, Val, because you're just down here. <laughs> True words are never spoken. Okay. You're here, so, you know. So I got to be honest, because uh, they announced the Jericho thing before they got to the Rock thing in the first promo, so I was yeah. like, well, it's going to be the Rock. That's where I thought, Obviously, too. it's the Rock. That's where I thought, too. So I was like... Oh, it's Rock, yeah. Foul Venus, huh? Okay. I thought it was Rock, and then once they announced that, I'm like, who can it be? Landstorm. No, there it is. Um, Man of a thousand smiles. <laughs> He'll be serious here. Uh, back and forth match. Jericho has been walling the walls of Jericho. Hardcore grabs chair and blasts Val with it on the outside and then hits Jericho with it. <laughs> yeah, Hardcore doesn't swing that chair like Hogan. He fucking swings that chair, bitch. Hardcore then goes, hey, Chris. Benoit turns around and gets blasted yeah. with it. And Hardcore will give a fuck. Hardcore then attacks. Uh, by the way, uh, Benoit does not block the chair shot. He just takes it. Well, you know. You know. Ding to the concussion count. Uh, then Hardcore attacks the leg of one Chris Benoit. It's a little more weight on that Bowflex. Benoit gets uh, stretchered out. 
Then we see Benoit screaming as the medics are trying to tend to him. Uh, then our next match is Edge with Christian and Kurt Angle versus Rikishi with Too Cool. Christian and uh, they all come out wearing uh, hockey gear as their five-second post tonight is called the NHO's Greatest Moment. And it's Edge has a Colorado Avalanche jersey on, and Boom. he shoots it in between the legs of one Christian God as up. Angle poses on the ground on his knees like he won the Olympics. That reference I got, at least. <laughs> um, Avalanche beat him. Edge falls in the corner, and Rikishi's going to give him the stink face, but Christian puts the hockey mask on. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, Rikishi hits the Samoan drop and puts the helmet on and then go, uh, goes for the stink face again, but Edge and uh, but Christian and Angle get in the way and they brawl uh, with everybody. It's an all-out brawl. Two cools about to start dancing until Edge and Christian and Angle attack them, and then they then they start dancing by Angle uh, doing his Olympic celebration while standing, and then Edge and Christian doing their five-second pose moves back and forth in commentary. It's like, what the hell is all this? See, Edge and Christian are illustrations of how you can be at the same time jackass heels at a comedy act and mm -hmm. it work fucking yep. perfectly. Yep. Yes, it does. And whoever thought, let's put them with Angle. Oh, genius. 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 Uh, who saw the first like hint of humor with Angle? Because somebody early saw it and recognized it fucking immediately and ran with it. And I can't decide if long term that was good for him or not. Because with the Olympic credentials and the way he could be a machine, he could have been kind of a proto-Brock Lesnar. I actually think it's good for him. Because famously, when he first had that meeting, he was like, well, I can't ever lose. And they were like, well, then, we don't need, we don't need you. So I think it was good for me because I love comedy Kurt Angle. So, but I think it's good for him because I think he, uh, he, he leaned into it. Yeah. Right. I think that uh, he understood why he fucked up the first time. Uh, you know, and I think, I mean, it got him more over. It definitely helped his career. Yes, it did. I don't think, honestly, I don't think most uh, like wrestling fans give a shit about that stuff. I don't really care. Mm. Uh, we go backstage with the APA still playing cards and like, Crash. The Brock thing, they made a big deal that he was an All-American wrestler at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. He was a much bigger deal when he was a former UFC heavyweight champion. They didn't give a fuck about the amateur wrestling stuff. They, they like to tout it every once in a while, but they never, like... But there was no comedy, and he was a killer. Like, I guess you could do it with Gable Stevenson because he hasn't done the the MMA thing. It's coming straight from just amateur wrestling. But I think it's gonna work. No, he's on the right company for that. That's not what they do. They don't do that. They do sports entertainment, which is fine, but they, they don't do that. That would work better in Ring of Honor, Impact, sort of AEW, depending on the opponent. Mm -hmm. MLW, really. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys like that. Like, it's not, uh, and like, if he can't talk, then that's half of it. So, like, what are you going to do? Then you're just hoping he is a Kurt Angle 2.0 and just takes to the ring. And I just, good luck with that. It's that's a tall ask. Good luck. Tall ask. So, I don't know. We go backstage with APA still playing cards with cr Crash Sleeping. And then Briscoe brings in Joe C. from Kid Rock. Thinking that he's a kid. APA says that, you know, the hour's up and they want to leave to go to the clubs with Josie. And then they leave Briscoe and Briscoe has a bright idea. But let's go to the ring with Big Show. Yeah. 
as he's waiting for Shane McMahon. But Shane comes out in street clothes. It looks like he's misplaced his uh, gear. But he says, you know what? I'll have them. I'll have them on Sunday. So Shane makes a gauntlet match between for the Big Show, and his first opponents will be TNA. Uh, Big Show throws Tessie outside and choke slams Albert, yelling, "What do you got next?" Shane brings out Bull Buchanan and Boss Man. It's four on one. He double clotheslines all all the men, and then Shane brings out DX. It's six on one. Big Show's going to choke slam X Pac and Bull at the same time, but Shane comes in with a chair. It's seven on one. They all take their turns beating him up. X Pac hits an X Factor on the chair. Shane gets a assisted choke slam because he stands on the chair and he has Albert and Tess pick up Big Show and he choke slams Big Show. God damn it! Boston and Tess put Shane on their shoulders like he just won the championship. I like that part of the choke slam. I thought that was pretty funny. Not really digging the feud, though. I'm not into it. Yeah. No. Uh, then we go backstage, and I will not lie, I popped really hard for this spot. Briscoe is whispering to a ref to count the three. One, two, three. So as Briscoe is covering Crash, who's asleep, fucking Michael Cole is whispering the play-by-play. Jared Briscoe's on, Michael, on Crash all right now. The ref's making Jared Briscoe is the new hardcore champion. Briscoe's champion. Oh my god. And they're leaving. leaving. Crash is never gonna know. And then the ref bumps into the card table and that wakes up. I gotta say, I popped hard. Especially with their like, commentaries playing along. Where, like They think Crash would hear him. You know? I loved it. They keep finding like creative ways. To like get a pop out of this belt because like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be long ass drawn out matches. It could be segments like this. Yep, we gotta figure it out. They find great ways to do it. I still just I have one in mind that happens at a mania that is just phenomenal with Christian, but <laughs> smirky ass comes behind the door. Oh, yeah. it's fucking great, dude. But I I popped hard. Crash gives chase to Briscoe. Briscoe <laughs> runs the ring. He gets in the ring and he celebrates for a minute. And they're like, oh, look, he's celebrating. And then Crash attacks him. We have a hardcore championship now between Crash and Briscoe. Patterson comes out, distracts Holly. Briscoe hits Holly with a uh, Crash with a trash can. Uh, and then Briscoe wants uh, Patterson to get in and do the stink face. So he pulls down the pants. And he's going to pull down the underwear, but Crash kicks him, gets a broomstick, and sh- shoves it up his ass. Yeah. You get it, guys? This is gay. Briscoe runs off. We see Kevin Kelly in the back saying, I'm about to interview The Rock. And then you see a, a dead-ass Briscoe running. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, we, get a, we come back from commercial. It's Kevin Kelly with The Rock. Um... They want to know what The Rock thinks of HBK running, uh, being in the match. Once again, just stay out of the way. Call it down the middle. Uh, Kelly wants to know if HBK and Triple H are in cahoots. God damn it. As they said the last time they were in the ring, HBK cost them the match. And um, Rock will never forget that. So... um, God damn it. They're in cahoot. Are they this in cahoot? This was low key. This was. Yeah. This sucked. 
Cahoots? You can tell, honestly, not like you, like you told us that. Rock is not awesome about him being involved in this. This sucks for him. He's like, cool. It's that fact that they don't, you know. Those fuckwads here. Yep. Well, let's go to our main event. The Lumberjack Handicap Table uh, table Jack Match, as I call it. What? Lumberjack Handicap Tables Match. Dudley Boys versus The Rock. Uh, Lumberjacks are the McMahon, Helms, Regime, TNA, Bossman, and Bull. They all bring out their own tables. There's really not a real match here. They fight for about like two minutes until the... Until uh, they realize they should beat the shit out of everybody at ringside. So they do. Uh, Dudley's double suplex bull on the ramp. Rock chokes Triple H with the camera cord. Devon does a splash on Tess through a table. Dudley's uh, put uh, pulled DX into the ring. Bubba's going to do a splash on X-Pac, but Tori Lowe blows him. And X-Pac hits a second turnbuckle X-Factor. He jumps over yeah, that's a nuts. table. I thought that was sweet. That was... Too sweet. A lot. Thank you. It was too sweet. Because too I, was, I was just like, sweet. I was like, what is he going to do here? And all he like, he makes the jump. I'm like, holy shit, he hit, landed I'm not sure it. I want to take that bump on my ass. Yeah. But, you know, you that's know. cool. <laughs> uh, Road Dog, with the help of Xbox, does a powerball on Devon through a table. Uh, Bull and Bossman set up more tables. Rock hits Bull with a spine buster through a table. Rock's going to rock bomb Triple H to the table, but Xbox helps Triple H. Allowing Triple H to rock bottom the rock through a table. The gasp. And that is how we end SmackDown. So, boys, or is it better? SmackDown. 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 Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the ratings for last week and this week. Last week, Thunder got 2.51 to Raw's 5. This week, WCW got a 2.62. Well, WWF dropped to a 4.3. They're hemorrhaging people. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, what's happening there on a Thursday night? That's fr- 2000. Friends? I mean, Friends is on. I mean, like, and we're, both shows, oh, you know, are losing people. Well, I mean, Thunder went up. Fr- Thunder went up on a Wednesday. Um, middle of May is usually when they do season finales, and Friends is on Thursdays. Yeah, that's So, fair. yeah. So that's or probably PR. it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. Survivor start yet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. If it has, it just did. Because that show, I mean, went fucking bananas immediately. So so it's time, bro, gentlemen. Let's mark out no so. It's time. Close. Let's mark out no so time. Four. We have a Judgment very day. tight, compact six-match card. Okay. We open up with some six-man tag action. Team Eck, Edge, Christian, and Kurt Angle take on <laughs> Rikishi and Too Cool. <laughs> Team Eck. Uh, yeah, I'll mark out for that. I'll mark out. Triple threat match for the European title. Eddie Guerrero defends against Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn in the complete destruction of the Radicals. No. No. Not, n- yes, if the stuff didn't happen on SmackDown. Falls count anywhere. The Big Show taking on Simba. McMahon. I'm going to go yes. because I rock out. I want to know what Shane puts Shane him through. Shane fucking delivers shit, man. He just does. I, I want to see what Shane puts himself through. Submission match for the Intercontinental title. Chris Benoit defends against Chris Jericho. Yes. I'm actually going to say no. They've wrestled a bunch. Like, I just... Tag team tables match. The Dudley boys take on Road Dog and X-Pac. No. Hell no. And in a 60-minute Ironman match for the WWF title, Shawn Michaels is your special guest referee. The Rock defends against Triple H. 
I'm going to mark out for that. I'm going to mark out because I've never seen it. I have not either. Uh, so I will be interested to see how these two do an Iron Man match. Uh, just knowing what I know of the two, Triple H, I think, can go for an hour probably pretty easily. What about The Rock? So it'll be interesting to see. Well, you know, that was some concern at the time. Really? It's can a, The Rock I mean, go 60 minutes? People kind of figured Triple H could. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I've never seen this match. I have a couple of times. Like I told you, my opinion on the original Iron Man match has flipped Yeah. in recent years. I'm wondering Tore if... like, you don't even like it now, right? I, I mean, it's an okay match. It's an okay match. It's an okay match. Like, I mean, you guys know, I used to think that match was the greatest match of all time. So it's not I, even Sean's best WrestleMania match. Nope. Let alone the best match of all time. Nope. So. Uh, I've flipped on it. I'll be interested now, to see if I flip on this. Match might have the best match of all time for me the next year. That's what I'm talking about. Brett, Brett and Steve. That's what but, I'm talking uh, about. I mean, that is near the top for me. I'll be honest with you. My 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 discussion for greatest wrestling match of all time now pretty much goes down to Brett and Steve mm-hmm. or Triple H and – or not Triple H, but Sean and Taker 1. 25. Do you – we'll get to this stuff in a second. I know Joe is annoyed and wants to stop talking. We ran no, no, no. Time. Go <laughs> ahead. No, no, no. I, so – where would you put like newer stuff, like uh, anything with Okada or anything? Does it come close to those two matches? Anything Certain like that? Certain ones do. The because I haven't seen those, so I can't like realistically the, rate well, them. The first Okada Omega match, yeah, is up there for me in terms of the greatest match I've ever seen. It absolutely is. Um, and it's one that never gets talked about, but it's the match of the year for 2014 for the Wrestling Observer. It was a random G1 match. But AJ Styles against Minoru Suzuki, 2014, is one of the best matches I've ever fucking seen in my life. A match Jeff brought up to me, and it's probably not up there, but... Uh, Molina versus Lisa Fox? Yes. Uh, Suzuki versus Tanahashi, and it was a one-pin... The match... It's the match that got me into New Japan in October 2012. Tanahashi... (laughs) Tanahashi defended against Minoru Suzuki. They did a match that was like 45 minutes. The only pinfall attempt in the match was the winning pinfall. And they told a fucking great story. And from that moment on, I had just started at the shoot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, from that moment on, I was sold. I'm a, I'm a Nora Suzuki and New Japan. So, yeah, that's a great match. Yeah, without having seen those, um, I mean, my answer until I'm proven different is, is Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13. And I'll also throw in for the oldie but goodie, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, May uh, 89 at WrestleWar 89. It's not the one hour, two out of three falls. It's the rematch where Flair wins the belt back. It is one like, of the best matches I've ever seen. I mean, so that match I have seen, that match is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I mean, Brett, Sean, you have, Brett, Brett Austin, you have the greatest double turn in the history of wrestling. It has never been done better. You can't do it better. Um, I mean, fuck, listen, the, one, the war stories go fast forward two years, and they tried, and we didn't even fucking know. Yeah. Corey had to tell us they did a double turn. Oh, we were like, way, what? There was a double turn? What? Nope, nope, not one bit. So, uh, who was the face and heel in those Japan matches? Um, Suzuki was the heel in his matches. Well, Suzuki and Styles was the rare heel on heel, but it's G1, so everybody faces each other. Gotcha. Uh, because yeah, Styles, leader of the Bullet Club, Suzuki, of course, Suzuki-Goon. And then Omega was the heel against Okada. I like Omega better as a heel. He's a better heel. He makes more sense as a heel. He's way too cocky to be a face. 
So yeah, no, so, those are those are all matches that are on my short list. What do you list. think, Jovin? You can give us your opinion. Um, greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Um, here for me, it's Sean and uh, Taker up there. One or two? One. 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 It's like so I like two better. Two. It flips every once in a while. Ask me, ask me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, ask me in three days. I'll tell you. Like I because mean, they both are that so hell great. Of a cell yeah. match, especially that. No, that's, yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, for me, also. So um, the pedigree to false to fucking two count. Oh Sean, my God. I mean, uh, yeah, one or two. Uh, Brett Stone Cold thirteen. One of mine I like is uh, mind games. Oh, Sean and Sean and, and mankind. mankind. Yeah. If it hadn't been for that bullshit finish, it would have been perfect. But as it is, it's still one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot. So, but what, what we do a lot here is also the award show. Let's start off with best match. Hmm. I went Grandmaster Sexy versus Christian. That's what I was gonna go with. Same. I did. Actually, really enjoyed that match. No, really, no run in, nothing. It was just a roll up with a, you know, <laughs> taste of your own medicine. Jabroni match of the week. Chronic versus franchise. Yep, I was yeah. gonna say, franchise is involved. That gets my vote. Sucks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> who is your MVP? Hmm. What do you got? I, that's I a got. Tough one I for got me. one for me. Good. Mine is Jared Gerald Briscoe. Get in that pinfall. All right, all right. You know what? And 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 like Michael that segment of Michael Cole whispering, that was like yeah. Uh, because no one to me stood out on either show, I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna go with you on Gerald Briscoe. Yeah. I disagree. I think someone did stand out on the show. Two people, in fact. I'm going Norman Smiley and Ralphus. They were hilarious. I thought yeah. they were fucking hilarious. I like how Ralphus was the voice of reason. You know this is bootleg and it's illegal. We can get yeah, we need money. Okay. We need money, guy. Okay. I, do you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> so, in a two so comedy guys and two wrestling, uh, yep. two wrestling shows. Our MVP is the comedy part. So yep. we need to know. That's all yep. you need to know. Uh, who is your Moa Dib? Well, big show. Well, yeah, he, and for more reasons than one that I know of. He uh, what? More don't worry about that. You don't, we're my don't that big thing you don't worry about don't, that don't you worry about that are we going to find out later on maybe at yes, the uh, pay-per-view we probably are huh? at, like maybe at the end of the at the pay-per-view, at the pay-per-view? Uh, yeah you probably will okay I don't think we're going to find out he's not going to tell us he's like fuck you guys I, I ain't so telling you shit that, that's what we call it te- that's what we call it a tease yeah, it is cock tease cock tease or uh, you know it's not Goldberg's monster truck this week so uh, WTF guys I got one that I think you guys will all be on board with. Both companies. The desperate need for fresh matches. Yes. Like, starting with Judgment Day and at Great American Bash, this needs to be a reset. Because fucking Christ. If I see another Benoit Jericho, Benoit, Benoit Rock, Rock. Triple H Rock. Fucking. Two Cool versus. Uh, Edge and Christian against the Hardys. Yeah. I mean. Dudley's versus. X- DX. DX. Um, anybody, any Hogan, Hogan, fucking. The only fresh thing I see on Dose W is Sting and Vamp. My God, Scott Steiner. Steiner's the only thing that's breathing life into another fucking ambulance match. Like, can we just fucking please get new shit? My God. Luckily for you, there is new shit coming this summer in Dose W. 
whether you like it or not, awesome. is a completely different story. Awesome. awesome. But you do get new shit. Because awesome. damn, man. I'll, I'll hop on your board, yes. We need new matches because it's getting... To me, it's actually worse than WWF. It's like, God. I agree. Yeah. But WWF is not much better. No. Yeah. It's And honestly, it's worse than WWF because they have more talent. They don't have to, and they just fucking they choose do. to. Shows how nothing's really changed. Nope. Like Dudley Boy's Rock Tables match. We just had that a month ago. Like two, a month and a half it was ago. On the month, it was on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. So we're both hopping on that. So this wraps this week's episode of the Midweek War Stories as we're going into the pay-per-view War Stories Judgment Day. It is coming. And you know what is also coming? No NoSellerEntertainment.com. Well, that's where Corey will be. Coming? Coming? I guess you guys, sick fucks. You can find our all the well, blogs. How you said it. Yeah, well, blame us. I, I'm calling that also a cock tease, as you can see. I'll find all of our podcasts and all of our blogs, and whatever Corey's teasing. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 